the Chili Crew was privileged to interview Meg Gleesner from Letters From Home podcast, and it turns out she fit in with the Chili Crew like fruit on a pizza. And so, uh, what? That's not a thing. People don't put fruit on their pizza. People don't put fruit on their pizza? Well, I put fruit on my pizza. There's nothing like some warm machino cherries with some pineapple on their side. Anyway, well, that's not the point we're trying to get at here. You see, Meg and the Chili Crew got done talking about superheroes in the Bible and how we relate to them. And just so you're aware, do not underestimate this girl. She brought some spice. So without any further ado, here is Letters From Home teaming up with the Chili Crew. We have a very special guest. Not only is this Meg from the podcast Letters From Home, this is also the first woman to join the Chili Crew. It is. Ever. Welcome. Hey, Meg, glad to be in the mix. We needed to get right. someone in here to set us straight. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Tom, can you give us a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the chance to be able to to span many miles and 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 sit down here with with Meg and share this time with her. And Lord, I'm just glad that you uh you just made this possible. Lord, I pray that you uh, be with us, bless the words that come out of our mouth and the ears that hear it, that uh, we, we don't confuse anybody and that we just learn something from this ourselves. And I ask all this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I don't know. Kind of give us your testimony about where. Uh, letters from home really, I, I, I guess, started. Well, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good to see, good to see the chili beans all here at work. Uh, <laughs> a little uh, dynamic, looking for the spice tonight. As a believer, one thing that has always really encouraged me and lifted me up is hearing testimonies. And when I hear how God has worked in lives, it really lifts my spirits. And so I had been, you know listening to podcasts and checking it out. And I thought, I don't want to hear about Jesus and home decor or different things. I thought I would love just to hear stories. And so I Googled how to start a podcast, started a podcast about a year and a half ago. Shortly after I found Tom, we got to connect and he's been one of my buddies from the beginning, just supporting biblical chili, supporting letters from home podcast. And so my my um, tagline is everyday extraordinary faith stories. And the second the Lord put on my heart to do this podcast while I was in the kitchen just cooking, 30 faces came to my mind of people in my daily life who are extraordinary people whose stories don't get told. So you're you're really into the and, and we kind of have it here a little bit. Uh, where we like to give the testimonies, you know, what, what has God done in, in people's lives? How long have you been doing this? You said about a year and a half ago, was that? Yeah, it's getting, getting close to two years when I started the whole process. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to say the more podcasters we meet it, it quite frankly, I find out that most, most of them that we didn't actually do it wrong. We Googled a lot of this stuff. Too. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so we're not the only ones. Awesome. No. My bird that kind of inspired that's on every episode is Second Corinthians 3 3. And it says, And you show that you are a letter from Christ, delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit 
of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And each of our lives is like a letter. And so for me, the podcast is sharing the beautiful letters of encouragement from the bird on my logo. It's bringing heaven's doorstep, a letter from heaven's doorstep to yours. So hopefully anyone who gives it a listen will feel encouraged. That's my goal. What do you love the most about having your own podcast or your own show? I personally benefit from just being so encouraged. I interviewed Sean McCoy two nights ago and I was weeping as I hear his story. And then I tell my husband about it after and my sons last night, my 19 year old Micah, we sat in the living room and I talked for 20 minutes about Sean McCoy's story and how beautiful it is. And when I see the hand of God in each person's life, so that's one thing that really encourages me about having my own show. And the other thing personally that's been a growth moment is stepping through doors. Like I didn't know what a podcast was. Like I'm, I've been a stay-at-home mom for, you know, uh, 30 years. And so uh, besides nanning, just stepping out into this whole world and seeing God, look, and now I'm, now I'm on a live on Facebook with biblical chili stepping <laughs> great but, things i i hope this isn't the the entire pinnacle of <laughs> i hope i hope you shoot even higher <laughs> let's hope there's more doors to uh knock on you know oh yeah <laughs> right 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 so how is uh how how you you got a what a few kids over there that you're parenting i know you also stepped up your moderator on the christian podcast association has uh has the parenting experience came, came into uh into play as the, one of the moderators on the the CPA? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! I thought you were going somewhere different from that. Um, I love being a moderator in Christian Podcasters Association. Again, it goes back to one of my greatest desires: it's to encourage God's people. The world's world's full of so much negativity, and don't we? whether it's our own mind speaking into us, the world needs encouragement. And so for me on the Christian Podcasters Association, I love meeting other podcasters. And so I don't think of, I guess the only mama sense is that when I see a new podcaster come on, I just want to encourage what they're doing and their ministry and their vision, just like people encouraged us, right? When we first got right, going. definitely. Yeah. I was just going to say, oh, welcome, Meg. This is Wayne. I'm, I'm really glad to talk to you because I have the same issues that you had in the beginning two years ago. I hope to someday step out, not away from these guys, but have my own podcast under the chili umbrella, which is kind of gross when you think about <laughs> it. Um, but if there was somebody that approached you and said, hey, what would you tell someone who is really interested in, in starting their own podcast? What kind of stuff would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Thanks, Wayne. Great question. I think the first thing I would say is, why do you want to do it? What is your what is your desire? What is your vision for it? What is your why? And if you have that really clearly established, just like your home, right, with your family, we're God's people. We're going to serve the Lord. That directs your entire home, all your decisions, your activities, things you're doing. If you can have your why really clear about podcasting, then all the rest, I think, will work out. And then, of course, there's there's the, the basics of getting started, and that's a whole whole thing we could talk about as well. But yeah, yeah. you know, the funny thing is, is that you're not the first uh, podcaster I've heard say that. 
they, they, oh, what was one of, one of them, uh, if you don't have a legitimate reason that would, a reason why to drive you forward through the hard times that may, that may come awry or that may arise, then, then you really need to find that why before, you, you know, you, you're jumping into something like that. Well, Wayne, at least you're not actually the outhouse of a biblical chili. So that's <laughs> not like, you're not going that far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm at home, fellas. Can I just say I've got four boys here in the house and my husband, and sometimes it feels a little bit like biblical chili around here. <laughs> <laughs> you all come visit me in Seattle in the Gleaster house, you'd fit right in. Yeah, you are uniquely qualified. <laughs> Tom wanted to bring up one episode. It was episode 20, and it was called uh, Everyday Extraordinary Characters. Now, how fun was that episode to make? Extremely fun. If you see the cover of the photo, it is of a man praying in a church. And the man is my husband. And I was sitting last winter when my kids were home for break. And we go to this church nearby. And it's it's kind of an, an empty Catholic monastery. And... We go around, and this is my teenage son's idea. Can we go over there, Mom? And so we, and we, so we've done this maybe, I don't know, seven or eight times, where we go there and we all spread out and we spend quiet time with the Lord. And I was praying and having my own time, and I glanced up and I saw my husband with the light coming in and my husband praying, and it, it gripped my heart. And so when I decided to do this episode as a bonus episode. The first person that came into my heart and mind was my beloved husband because he's an everyday extraordinary person. And he actually does a five minute, you ask how fun it was. He does a little teaching at the beginning. And then I, I always ask my kids, would you like to share something? I don't. And they said, yes, mom, we would like to. So several of my kids shared several of my podcasting friends, Biblical Chili participated and yeah, it goes back to one of my hopes of, there it is, there he is, Mike Gleesner, <laughs> and it goes back to one of my desires that I really hope everyone leaves each episode loving God and their community more deeply. I was, I was going through your episodes, and I was, I was listening to many of them. I, I gotta just say that I love the, the authenticity of the interviews and the fact that the people, I mean, they're just, they're, they're real people. They're, they're everyday people. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, that's, that's what really caught me about this whole thing is that they, they are. And, and like, even that pastor that, oh, I wish I remember his name, but he, he did. Well, and I thought it was astounding. You, you asked him how many funerals that he had done. And I think he said 170 that he had done up to that point because it was your episode on uh, heaven. Yes. And Tim Walton. What was that? Yes. Tim Walton. Is yeah. Tim. Name. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was astounding because this guy, he was just so enthusiastic about what he does. And it was something like, like funeral. And I, I thought it was cool because he goes, you know, uh, speaking at a funeral, you have a captivated audience. And so <laughs> like, <laughs> like captive, captive. captive audio. No. 
but yeah, no, I just, I, I love that. Is, is there one that you guys have that, that really stands out really well? Oh, my go-to, my go-to is the one that where she, she interviewed uh, Miss Grace. Um, and she was a, a missionary for a time and, and uh, I just got drawn in, you know, it was just to listening to her retell her, uh, her story of going over and, and being a missionary and, and then um, the, the humorous part about the little things that she one, missed. Uh, the dream of my life. Yes. Yeah. Dream, that, yeah. One? Yep. Where, where okay. she said that she, she missed, she, she missed the little things like uh, dishwashers <laughs> or, or, you know, the, those little tiny things that we kind of take for granted that she didn't have when she was mission, you know, being the missionary, you know, that just, uh, I go to it every time. I'm like, have you listened to letters from homo? You got to check out the episode of Miss Grace. <laughs> That's just awesome. <laughs> No, I, I find that funny too. When you, when you start listening to a podcast, you've always got that staple episode that you, that you're like, yeah, this one like draws me in. But the funny thing was, is as I was listening to yours, like, or as I have listened to yours, I keep finding like, oh yeah, this, I really like this one. And then all of a sudden, like a couple more down, I'll be like, no, I really like this one. <laughs> like, this person, this is it. Oh, I got a, I got a comment here uh, by Monica. Uh, I knew you could handle that bunch of <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, Moni. It's rough in here, but thanks for the <laughs> She doesn't know. We're heading to the hard part. <laughs> well, mine was actually, uh, she actually did something similar to what we actually did, where we talked about what character in the Bible you recognize yourself as more. And she went through her whole family and everything else, and a few of her friends. One of the interesting parts about that was actually the one lady she had on where she was talking about the the women uh the the women uh, I'm trying to think of Queens. The, was it Queens oh, was it the, the Bible? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where she actually was talking about and they actually had Vashti? another study on that and it was actually pretty cool to me. I was like, hmm, it's interesting. That was Katie Horner who said that she did a study on the queens and she studied Queen Vashti. And Moni, who just checked out down below, she, uh, who did commented, she she shared something on the Shulamite maid, which was also yeah. very unique. Yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciated that, though, because I, I was listening through those, too. And honestly, that I, I honestly wish it was longer. Truly, I, I really <laughs> wish there was, it was like twice as long because I started really getting into it. Yeah. Yeah, because some of the people brought up from a completely different perspective. Normally people say, well, my characteristic is like this and it matches with this one, but it's normally one of the bigger characters. And there were several people in there, like the one about Queen Vestai that, I mean, nobody talks about her. Yeah. She's what, what did you say in the, in the interview? Like she's two verses long, I think is what she said. Yeah, she's only mentioned twice, I do believe. And it was only two words each time. And she had to leave her husband because otherwise it was a good mistake or a bad mistake. And she still had to actually go back to that. That's what caught me the most. It was like, really? That's interesting. That's actually like legitimately interesting to me. <laughs> Thank you, Sully. That's, uh, yeah. that's so good. And going back to what you said, Justin, there was another lady named Jen, who I interviewed, who's a really neat Christian lady. And when I think of 
like not a hero of the faith, but somebody who's a deep believer, I think of her. And I was so surprised at the person that she chose. Uh, my, my friend, Jen, uh, accidentally in a car accident, accidentally, you know, ran over somebody and, and he didn't live and it was devastating and it changed her life and her family and her perspective. And when I asked her, what character in the Bible do you most admire or relate to? And she said, boy, it gets me choked up just thinking about, it. but she said the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And and I look at all the stuff she's been through and how hard her life has been because of that and how she prays for this family every day. And yet she identified with the woman at the well who was the sinner, the one who was the sinner. And I, I heard the end of her line is at the end of the day, I'm just the woman at the well. At the end of the day, I'm just the woman at the well. Fantastic. When it, when it comes to podcasting itself, like how do you how do you relate or how interesting is it that that pod that uh, podcasting does the same thing as the Bible does essentially? And, and what I kind of mean by that is is when it's talking about I don't know interviewing. Can I say interviewing? It's it, it's it's kind of like interviewing. You know, Moses was writing down other people's stories, and you know, Paul and Luke, and they were all writing down everybody else's stories. I thought it was just just really cool. You know. Every everyone every one of the gospels talked about Jesus. Everyone is highlighting Jesus' story. Right. And so for us as podcasters that are we get to tell our story. We're not a, a huge interview show, but like Meg, your show, and there's a, a few others out there that are just interviewing and, and allowing the um, people's stories to come out that 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 highlights how God works in their lives. And I, I was like that that that's gotta be pretty cool how how interesting have you ever thought of it that way you know i hadn't really thought about it connected to uh podcasting as much but i definitely have thought about it in light of stories you know that the stories from the scripture and how many people there are that like queen i'm sure i'm saying it different vashti is what i thought but however you said it or the woman at the well or or hannah or Jonathan, you know, there's so many people, the Shulamite made, um, Akula and Priscilla, there's so many little characters high, highlighted in there. And we tend to sometimes just focus on the big ones. And when you start to look, it is this beautiful, beautiful treasure of stories. I One of the things that just hit me as we were talking about our stories one of the questions I've had most of my life, uh, it came from a comment from somebody. Uh, I don't know who it was. It doesn't remember, but I, I don't remember. The question, the, the comment was, this is our Bible time. Hmm. And I've always thought about that. And I've always thought, okay, who's writing this down? Who's writing this stuff down? Who's writing down my story? Well, I really think the story comes out in how we intermingle and how we interact with people, how they remember us, how my father-in-law always talks about people. You don't remember what they say, but you remember how they treat you. And I, I get the impression that you have the gift of encouragement. And I do too. I love that stuff. I love to encourage people. I love to see the look on their face when you tell them, Hey man, or, you know, Hey, woman <laughs> you i really like what you said just now 
Look how you've affected those around you. Look what, look what you do. That's the story. That's how the story comes out. And I think that's what you're doing with your podcast. You're bringing out people's stories because this is their Bible times. We, we think about the Bible. We talk about the Bible. We talk about the heroes. Tom is a superhero buff. So that's how he refers to that. And, <laughs> but we do have heroes from the Bible and we do have heroes now. And I like the fact that you are doing that and you're pulling that out. You're pulling the stories out and that encourages other people. Right. And we remember those things. And, and I guess that just answers my question. <laughs> I've, I've answered my own question. <laughs> so, but, but that's been a thought forever in, in my life. Who's writing this stuff down? But we are. We are. You are. Kind of like Hamilton, who lives, who dies, who tells your story right on the week of Hamilton, but who tells your story. And we each have a piece. And that's one thing that I try and appreciate in my life, that the house of God, it's a building, right, with, with bricks and all the beauty that everyone brings. And I feel like the podcasting world is the same way. So Biblical Chili, you guys have this great, fun dynamic that makes Big topics in the scriptures, easily digestible for the new believer, like my teenage son loves it. And that's the piece of God's feel that you, God's using you to work on. And for me, I'm helping capture some stories and highlighting lives. And um, sometimes it feels like there's not enough time and enough of us to go around. <laughs> Do you think that it's important to understand the humanity of the biblical superhero and quote unquote superheroes. And I think that's actually, that was perfect because you say it's the way that people take your story and remember it. The most interesting things are what stick. And, and that's, that's kind of what I was getting at with that gentleman, Tim, uh, that was able to, that he had, he had that privilege to reach people uh, over a hundred. I'm sure it's been over 170 times by now, uh, 170 funerals. He was able to speak to, that to me is what really connected to me. But when we're talking about this superhero side of it, many people see these everyday people that you like, for example, that, that you're interviewing, I'll just, I'll keep Tim up for an example. And they'll say, you know, I could never speak to people at a, over 170 funerals. Uh, now when it, when it comes to that, what, what part of this, uh, or how important, maybe I should ask it this way. How important is it to, to reach the, the humanity of, of the superhero. This this, I, I guess, bigger than life type of characters that we see. It's super important because if we just put the characters in the scriptures on a pedestal, you know, and make it like it's, they're not there, but the Lord has included so many details, so many big details and chapters and generations of not superhero moments. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, um, one of the things that I like to highlight is perspective in the Bible. Um, when you're reading through the Old Testament, it's it, it's pretty straightforward, and and as they get um, farther into the Bible, even like uh, the the latter part of the Old Testament and into the New Testament, they start saying, "As it is written." There's a lot of as it is written's happening. And like at the very beginning, there was no one writing things down. They were living the as it is written moments. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, I'm, um, 
I think that even thinking of like Moses and everyone thinks of all the cool things that Moses did, part of the waters, God empowered him to do all these superhuman things, but he couldn't talk really well. I relate with him because I, I stutter a lot and sometimes I kind of have the shiny object moments and I just bird walk. And so I'm not Over a really <laughs> directed speaker, but um, taking the, the, some of the superhero stuff off of these, uh, these biblical powerhouses of faith makes them uh, approachable and relatable. And therein lies the, the encouragement. I, I, I feel, what do you guys think? Well, I remember one of my teachers actually saying, uh, when you shoot for the stars, don't shoot for the star that you see the, the, the star you want shoot for Pluto. Because Pluto, if you land on Mars, it's better than that star you aim for. <laughs> so I, that always kind of stuck with me. When I was listening to Will Smith's podcast, he actually said there is no such thing as actually a superhero. It's just a person that tries and tries and tries and fails. But he gets up that last time. Because even if you fail seven times, you get up eight. That means you still won. Right, just <laughs> I believe I believe the Bible says something about yeah. that, doesn't it? Right? Uh, the Bible says a righteous man will get knocked down seven times, but he'll get up. I think I've been getting up thousands of times. <laughs> and if you think of Moses, I mean, he murdered a man. And mm -hmm. we think superheroes, are you thinking of a superhero in the King County Jail? You know what I'm saying? One mistake does not define our life. And if we flip that around how we look at people and tend, we have such a culture right now that loves to villainize somebody for one thought or one comment or one bad day, one bad day and somebody's in jail. And you know what? If we truly see people in the image of God and it, they're not defined by one bad day, I mean, and in the scriptures, we can even make them look like they didn't have that bad day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And I, I, this is kind of a, a, a side note here. Let's step, step to the left here a little bit. And that's my right. Left. Left. <laughs> None of us are uh, good dancers. It's okay. <laughs> so well, like, and you were talking about one bad day. So even with the people that you interview, even when it comes to people you, you interview and uh, people in the Bible and people in scripture, the thing is, is we, a lot of times in scripture, that one bad day can be highlighted, but also there are thousands of other good days or thousands of other, you know, cause like when you're interviewing somebody, you, you can only get like that one little slice of, of what they're able to share with you within the time allotted. So when it, when it comes to that and when it comes to, uh, I guess, I don't know how to word this really. So like when beyond that one bad day, how can people who are, who are living their own story, I guess, look past that one bad day when they're thinking of the overall story in their own life. When you actually say one bad day, do you mean actually one mad, bad five seconds, five <laughs> minutes, or an actual bad day? Like where you trip and fall, you stumble down the door and then you roll down the hill and it continues on for the whole day because a lot of people mistake bad days for a bad moment. Right. And I feel that is actually, we need to actually justify that 
Okay. Because even if you do kill somebody, it only takes a moment or do something bad. You misstep off the path. It just takes a moment. Then you do what you need to do, get back on the path, and go about your day. Because, like my coach said in wrestling, vomit it only takes a second. You get back <laughs> up and you do it again. Oh, no. What kind of encouragement could any, any of us give to help someone understand that that one bad day is not the defining moment of that person's life? Well, I could just tell them my story and then we can go about our day. <laughs> I mean, that's just simple as that. I mean, grow up poor, had a halfway decent childhood-ish or middle childhood-ish, and then... I mean, I work with all you guys. So I mean, it's not half bad. <laughs> Thanks. So, could you repeat the question again? Okay, I'm I'm sorry. How? What can we say to somebody who is, who may be trying? I emphasize trying to define who they are based upon that one bad day. Because I, I like where she went with that. Because Moses Moses had more than one bad one bad day, but that was mm -hmm. one moment in his life that was like the fulcrum that really switched everything. I I would say, and, and I'm just off the top of my head, after 58 years of stumbling, bumbling, and falling and making mistakes, you have a lifetime of learning. And it comes from stumbling. And wisdom comes from stumbling. And the ability to encourage others comes from stumbling and making mistakes and going the wrong way sometimes. I believe that sometimes God allows us to make those turns down the wrong path, and, and, and we learn from that stuff, and, and we're able to share those things with other people. And young people that I work with, you guys are all young people. You're all young people <laughs> here. My unique thing is to be able to share the stumblings that I've had. So I can encourage other people. It's, it's my great joy in life to see, uh, to, to have people ask me questions about what, why, what, what happened? Where were you? Why are you here? And how come you're not reacting like this? I had the unfortunate time of a, a job demotion and it was devastating. People were watching to see how I reacted and, and, and how that was going to affect my life. Well, that was my time to shine. It was one of the best moments of my life, even though it was one of the hardest moments of my life. I was able to, uh, I was able to share, share my faith, share my walk, share my strengths. And that's where those things come. I mean, your walk is your Jesus time, your moment, your Bible time. I'm sorry, guys. I'm up on the stool right now. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but it's that's your life. You get to share it, and you encourage others through it. These are this is your time. Uh, and Ashley, I'm waving at you because I'm thinking of you right now, right now. And you know, I've heard this statement, and Wayne, that's so true. And thanks for sharing that. But that the enemy tells us the truth about ourselves, but he doesn't tell us the truth about God. And yeah, we, we may have sinned. We may have made a mistake, but forgiveness is real and God loves to forgive and he wants us to be made whole in sin and our wrongdoing. 
doesn't define us. We are made in his image. We are beloved in his sight. We are made in Christ. And even if the world and other people are trying to say, you're this, you know, like whatever your sin is, you're, you're a porn addict. You're this, you're the, all the, all the things people could say that are problems or sins that would maybe someone would feel shameful if those words were attached to them. You might hear that, but that's does not define us. What defines us is who we are in the image of Christ. And so when those thoughts come in to say, you're no good. Hey, wait a second. No, that's something in the past that we learn how to fight those fiery darts and celebrate and praise God because he's our, he's our strength. And that's where identity comes from. All right. It kind of a segue into this, which I think is perfect. How can, cause we just got done talking about like biblical superheroes. How can the humanity of our biblical superheroes, understanding them help a believer in their walk? And, and we, kind of talked about this a little bit. So like if we have a superhero, this biblical superhero, this person that's, that's bigger than life, how can we understanding their humanity, how can it help us in our own walk? There's a story there of Samson, Samson and Delilah. Okay. And uh, for those that don't know the story of Samson, he, uh, he was born and blessed and had this great phenomenal strength. And he was given uh, the fine print details of how he was able to keep that strength. And he couldn't, yeah, he had all these rules he had to follow and he couldn't cut his hair was one of them. He killed how many people? Thousands. Thousands, oh, thousands. with the jawbone yeah. of a donkey. It was like three. You know, people. and it, it wasn't for any good purpose. Uh, Justin, you and I went through fight this, uh, this little study and Craig, Rochelle? Gro- yeah, Rochelle. Rochelle. Yeah. yeah, and he talked about how Samson had every choice to do things the right way, and he walked miles to see a lady that he wasn't supposed to go see. And every step was a step that he could have corrected that and turned around. Right. But it was a, a, a one step, one step, one step that gets him farther and farther away from where he was supposed to be. Understanding that at any one of those steps – he could have changed course and and done better. Um, he, he you know, uh, a spoiler alert. He he ends up uh, confessing, being forgiven. You know, he 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 did a little little time in the Waffle House. He got pressed down with a bunch of his uh, uh, the Philistines that he was trying to take out. Looking at those, you know, everyone's talking about the strength of Samson. You know, I can never be that strong, but you know, it wasn't just the strong and the muscles that he was, he was, uh, should be remembered for. It was, uh, his, his, his weak will, then the, the strength of God for forgiveness and, uh, answering prayer. You know, the interesting thing too, did you know, ah, <laughs> got it. Uh, did you know that when it comes to the story of Samson, if, if you read and you got it, you got to read real careful. He messed up in the beginning of his, I'll, I'll say ministry, because he was actually considered a prophet of God. He was used by God. He messed up a lot in the beginning, but he actually had years where the Philistines never messed with Israel because of Samson. And it was at the end that he fell. So he fell in the beginning and he, he was fine for like a little while. So I appreciate you brought up Samson because he actually did have a short time there in his life where he, he had his stuff together for a little while. 
And, you know, but let, let me ask this, bounce this kind of follow-up question off you, Tom. Is mm-hmm. he, would he, in your mind, be one of those biblical super, like the larger than life superhero biblical characters for you? Not, not for me. For me, my go-to biblical superhero is always going to be Joseph because of all yeah. the stuff that he went through. They've done musicals on Joseph, but I don't think they could ever turn Samson into a musical. <laughs> um, but they, no. they, they have made an action film. I think that well, they did made a, uh, a musical on Hamilton's story. I guess they could yeah. with Samson's too. <laughs> I not to me, not not personally to me. I, I think that ordinary people being gifted with extraordinary things, like their 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 vision of sight or their, their gift of sight their, uh, and discernment, like Joseph had, along with Joseph's uh, unwavering faith, because you know if you talk about a person with a, a a faith superpower that'd be him because he was by himself. Bad things happened to him, but he's, he might've complained a little bit, but he still didn't fear away from what God, a lot of bad things happened told to him, him to do. Well, along with that though, the big word forgiveness, because there was a lot of forgiveness at the end when his brothers came uh, looking for help. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. forgiveness for sure. A, a great example of forgiveness. I, I always try to uh, identify who in the Bible I would most likely line up with. I, I haven't found that person yet. There's so many, though, that you learn from early age Sunday school on. I mean, Moses sticks out. But, the, I mean, I, I like Samson, Tom. <laughs> Come on, Samson. But, but the thing for me, the big example or the big – the big thing that I get from these so-called superheroes, the biblical superheroes, the biblical superheroes um, is that these were not perfect people. And I know that we've already said this, uh, but I'm going to say it again. They're not perfect people. They stumble and God still used them. He forgave them. And, And for a new believer, I would say, listen, if he can forgive them and some of this stuff was pretty big. I mean, you put things in perspective, but God's going to forgive you. He's going to use you. uh, And he already knows what your path is going to be like. It's laid out for you. So keep this in mind. If you stumble, go running back to God, beg that forgiveness and move on because he still (laughs) loves you. He (laughs) still loves you. And that's so, so good. I just think there's hope. So when you see, these great men of the Bible, and then you see the the struggles that they've been through, there is hope that I could someday, my life would be summed up going back to telling your stories, friend of God, Wayne, friend, friend of God, or a man after God's own heart. How would that be? And I'm 53. I've got life, a lot of life too. And how would that be as an epitaph? So when you ask, how does a humanity in two ways, one to say, there's hope and they're just people and it really helps you immerse in the story. And the other way God can use that humanity in our lives is to say, look what sin does though. Look what happened to David. Look at his son and even the humanity who maybe some of the other people that weren't superheroes in the Bible, but they're superheroes in a bad way. Remember Lot's wife who just her heart was drawn and she turned away Aquila and Priscilla, how they, 
they said, oh, I'll just give money to the church and half was all. And so I think God can use it in two ways, hope and conviction of sin. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's it's it's awesome that you went down that way, that road, Meg, because many of us we, we think of how the times they fall and 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 this kind of thing, or we think of wow, look at the big stuff that they've done. But when you you know step back and you take the helicopter view, well, look at what sin can do to this world. Look at what sin can do to this individual in this case. Mm-hmm. So can I can I ask Meg what is what would be your biblical superhero, like your larger than life biblical superhero? Well, I mean, the it's we've, we've talked about it, but Moses and David really stand out to me. I mean, you talk about somebody who's murdered somebody. Actually, they both murdered people and their sin was so big, you know, and, but for the grace of God, there go we. And mm-hmm. one thing that I say, I'm a parent, I'm a mama of eight kids, grandmother to four. And one thing I say when I get to talk to younger moms is each kid, each person has the same dose of sin nature. You got that one who's out there making all the noise and pushing the buttons. And you're like, that's my problem, kid. You don't say that, but in your heart, and back, <laughs> that, you know, you know, and yet that could be that. That's your pastor right there. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm saying each, each person has the same dose of sin nature and, the Lord chooses to highlight in the scriptures. Look at what this sin does. Look at what David's sin did. Yes, God forgave him. Yes, there's Psalm 51 and the prayer of repentance. That's a great thing to pray for 30 days. I challenge you if people out there and you haven't seen read Psalm 51. It's a great one to read and to pray that one for a whole month. But, you know, God can work on you. And yet, like Justin said, when you when you go back up, the helicopter view and the, the choice of the life can be something different because we wrestle with those things and trust God. Okay. I got uh, Nate's chiming in again. Uh, no one's going to go with Jesus as a superhero question mark, or is that too obvious? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think honestly, I think Jesus is like the one that I don't want to say it's too obvious, but it's, he's like, He's too OP. He's too overpowered. Like you really can't. Just you really can't come back from the dead. Water into wine. You know you really can't walk down water. I mean, like when? Okay, so for example, like when you, when you, Meg, when you were in your episode that we were just got done talking about about how you know relate people you relate to, nobody stands up and goes, "I relate to Jesus. I'm perfect." Yeah, that might be the issue. I just, I just yeah. raised three people from the dead last week. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let somebody else see the other day, okay? Right? Yeah. No, and no, it's a good question though because. Uh, I mean, maybe I could, maybe could ask this maybe quick question to everybody. Why would it be that we might not choose Jesus as the larger than life superhero? Because scripture does say that he came down here and he lived exactly like a man. He didn't, I, if I could say this, he didn't flash his divinity out with everybody. He lived life as a man. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we choose him as the the larger than life? Why wouldn't someone, maybe I should say that. Go ahead, Mike. I would just say, and thank you, Nate, for bringing that up, because I think you are bringing us back in line for something. Um, as, as a Jesus believer, as a Jesus follower, this should always be the goal of our life to be more and more like him. I like that. 
Um, and yeah, and I, I, I just wish I was as smart as Nate and I would have come up with that. But it's, it's like, it's like Sully said, though, it's like, it's obvious, man. He's the greatest. I mean, he just listed out all these things that he did. There's no way I'm going to be in that ballpark. But he's the ultimate goal of being Christ like. That is right. who we want to be like mm -hmm. uh, loving, kind, uh, uplifting. I mean, I would love to be able to do some of the miracles just you know tomorrow tom could you could you be there early because it's gonna happen Some, somebody's coming back from the dead so you're saying he because he's like the standard oh i believe be... he is okay i believe he is mm -hmm. um he is Any, anybody is else on that question i i think that oh, oh go ahead Mike. go ahead Mike. oh I was just say to be fair in my episode I I said they couldn't pick Jesus because I do think <laughs> oh. Jesus is the obvious answer but I guess one of one of the unique things too is the scriptures and for those new believers out there there's so many beautiful things about Jesus you can learn in Matthew Mark Luke and John but you see his humanity that he was hungry he was thirsty it says he was tempted with all the feelings of our infirmities, yet without sin. He was right. raised by a carpenter. He was, he was, he was a carpenter. He was a kid too. And there are some beautiful things when you start to really immerse in his story that you can appreciate about his humanity. But yes, I I agree, Nate. Jesus is the ultimate. I don't know if superhero is the right word, but yes. <laughs> It's the word we're stuck with at this yeah. moment. Oh, God. God. There's a, uh, there's a word that I, I heard first on the CPA that Eric put out there, Christocentric. I, I've used it a few times on our podcast where uh, you, you, you look at faith centered around Christ. This is completely off topic, but I'm, it's a, a, a big bird walk here. Following, following the, in the footsteps of, of the Father, I know that – when I have a lot of hard decisions to make, my go-to is what I would follow the instruction that I would give to my kids because we always want better for them. So if I'm like, well, should I really do this? Well, if Azariah was going to do this, would I tell him, go for it? Or say, steer clear, don't do it. Then I would follow my own advice that way. Joseph, when he was younger, he got to see the the the, the forgiveness of of, of his uncle Esau to his dad, you know, they got to see it firsthand and to, to realize what that was like, you know, later on, he, he still got to be the brother. Like how cool would it be to be able to, to completely pull the wool over your, your brother's eyes, you, even though you're older separated, brothers. older brothers, older, older brothers. brothers. Yeah. Like, so he got back, like, remember all those times, ha, you know, <laughs> but even, even Christ to, to be a, a measuring stick, you know, he's the, the, the person, the, the the only person that was ever human on earth that lived a perfect life. You know, I, I think that all things like that happen for a reason. Of course, it's God. God ordained it. He was raised as a carpenter to see the the the, the differences between you know imperfection and perfection in his craftsmanship and how everything had to be done with a purpose for a purpose. He's not going to take a lot of time planning a piece of wood if it's not going to be usable. I'm running. I'm running. I know. I know. <laughs> but 
that that's why I think that it's really hard to choose Jesus as that because he you know he has different upbringing and, and it's something that we can't really relate to. It doesn't they don't highlight any of his mistakes at all because you know he he didn't have any right right <laughs> and and so to try to to say well I'm going to be just like Christ that's going to be really hard and and you'll 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 fail at that attempt. <laughs> But every day, bro, every day, <laughs> every day fail. Mm-hmm. I want to open the floor up for you to talk about your, your show, your upcoming episodes, uh, your, your previous ones, things that uh, is going on with your show or, or with you that you'd like to highlight here. I'd like to give you this opportunity. All righty. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You guys are such a blessing. And every time I see biblical chili, I just have a just a warm spot in my heart and now i got to meet some of the rest of the crew which is awesome instead of just seeing your little superpower superhero faces and like little cartoon <laughs> on you know on tom's page or something you know i just did a three-part series on the faith mama's tribe i just finished that last week it's this great ministry where they reach out to moms and really love on them and just have this great cute ministry of prayer in scriptures, kind of like what you're doing, but just for women and for moms. And I found them on Instagram and I love their story so much that we started connecting with each other. And I got all three of their stories, Dominique, Jernice, and Ryan. And each story is so good. And I, I like to do a deep dive into the story, you know, so my episodes are a little bit longer. And one thing I wanted to add, which it's kind of what we're talking about as far as humanity and, and Wayne, even kind of what we were saying about one mistake doesn't define us, but you know, what also doesn't define us as one tragic thing in our life. Maybe somebody loses a child, maybe, you know, you know, some of these ladies, one of them went, she, she was having severe depression while she was pregnant, went to the hospital for help. She goes to the hospital and the doc, she's like, I'm finally going to get help. And the doctor says, we're sending you to the psych ward for a 72-hour hold. And she's like, what? I have a one-year-old at home. So when she's telling this story, it's kind of deep. I have another lady, Tanya, who shares a story. She was a prostitute at age 12, you know, kind of like a modern-day Rahab. You know, it was not easy, her her life. And, um, and yet it's her life. And so for my episodes, it's letters from home. So for me, I I tell the main part of their story. I have them share the main part of their story, which is usually something really hard they've been through. But then I have this end part, kind of like a letter. I have a PS, a postscript where I ask other questions about who they are as a person, other things they're thinking about, because I don't want the impression to be left with our hard thing is our only part of our story. No, Tanya had to, you know, had to do do that at age 12 because she was completely homeless. But you know what? She loves fried chicken and she's a single mom and she's a, a construction worker who is killing it on her job. And, you know, she's so our our struggles also do not define us. Neither our tragedy, whether it's you've been through a hard divorce or sickness or like I had a son almost die a few years ago or you know, one of our daughters, you know, 
pregnant in college, you know, as a believer. And, you know, it just, there's a lot of things that come up in life, right? Right, guys, over time. Um, right. So that's what's where I've been at. And I have a lot of great episodes coming up. Uh, one guy who I met at a Christian conference, his name's Holland Webb. He's a single dad who in his 20s, he had tried to get married and just wasn't working out. And he's like, I'm going to go adopt two kids. He adopted two kids in his 20s. And they just graduated from high school and once in the military and college. And so I think there's so many stories that I have. To, I want to highlight Tom. Tom's going to be on my show because I love, I mean, love his heart. And one of his hard things in life was his house burned down as as a kid. And that's tragic. So I'd love to walk through what that was like for his faith, because I think that might encourage you fellas. It might encourage me or people that I know. So I have I have quite a list on letters from home of people that I'd love to get on. And I just I I guess I'm big hearted <laughs> and want everyone. <laughs> so my list is so packed right now. I'm kind of booked out through the end of through the beginning of next year, the first couple months. But nice. Wow. That awesome. is awesome. awesome. Can I can I ask one question? What is your favorite podcast or favorite person that you interviewed? Ooh, we're talking. <laughs> I tried walking around that one. Neil told me it's like picking between your kids. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. Our, our last person we interviewed. So he said it's like picking between your children. Like, well, I mean, I have to go with my son. I mean, my first episode. There you go. Because <laughs> family's always safe. <laughs> well, my son almost. It's not. I don't know that it's my best interview, but it is my story too. It's two stories in one. It's what I was going through as a mother when my son was misdiagnosed away from college as a straight A student, really involved with serving the Lord. We have a variety of kids and a variety of things happening. You know, life's not perfect, but he went back to serve the Lord and ended up getting shingles, which turned into encephalitis, which put him in a, which had him being carted away in an aid unit to a hospital where they thought he was a kid on drugs. My kid who hasn't tried alcohol and what we were going through at a distance, 46 days later, he, he had been awarded the state. He had so many drugs that he couldn't speak a sentence on the phone. And this is a kid who was doing theater and loves to talk and had memorized, you know, he memorized two inches of dialogue for all the shows he's done. He's so, yeah, we went through that. So I would have to say that's a really special episode to me. But I kind of like. I guess like Neil said, but I love the stories and I pray about each one. So each one's special. And I, I think I'm getting better at interviewing and putting things together. So I hope some of your listeners go give it a, a shot and I hope it blesses you. If it does, you know, let me know. What was your, your question? Wasn't it? What's the most difficult podcast you have done? Yeah, that was a good question. What was the most difficult podcast? All he's asking. Because you as an interviewer interviewing people, which one hits home? Which one hurts the most when you actually are listening to their stories? Well, Tanya's story was pretty hard to hear because I know her and we used to have a house church and she was coming to our house church. She's the one who was homeless. At the age of 12, she was waiting on the curb at the middle school and her dad never came. And then she goes to the house and he's up and moved, up and moved. And her story is gripping. So it was hard because you hear this and it's her life. 
and I, there's no shame in her life. So I put, I put the tag on that, uh, explicit tag on that episode because there's no shame in her life. That's part of her story, but it was hard because I just want to scoop her up and love her and make it all better. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up guys. Wayne, mm -hmm. will you give us a, a quick word of prayer to close this out? Sure. Can I, can I just say one thing before we go to, you know me, I got to throw something in. Thank you, Meg, for what you do. Thank you for coming here and sharing with us what mm -hmm. you do. I love hearing your voice and you're painting pictures that are going to encourage other people. Uh, you've already encouraged us today and I'm starting to get emotional again. So I'm just going to pray now. Thank you. Thank you. Dear God, we are so thankful for the opportunities we have to come together as believers. Uh, we just love you so much. We thank you for Meg and her heart and, and the people that she interviews and the things that she's able to share with others. God, I just pray for her ministry, Lord, that it would just continue to, to grow and, and to encourage because that's her heart. I feel that is her heart today, Lord. Thank you again for this time we've had together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And we'll, we'll close this out in, in typical biblical chili fashion. Go ahead and start us off, Tom. This is Tom. This has been Solid. This is Wayne. This is Justin and our guest. Meg Gleesner. Thanks right. for watching again, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. See ya. Thanks. No, Justin, I'm telling you, it's good. It really is good. The mics are on. Well, the mics are on? Oh, 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 thank you for joining the Chili Crew during this interview with Meg and Letters from Home podcast. And if any of you are looking for Meg or Letters from Home podcast, you can find her at www.lettersfromhomepodcast.com. We hope all of you are staying safe and staying healthy. We love you and we hope to see you soon. And remember, keep the conversation going. Goodbye.